Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. we doing this is rob foster with rbf fitness and nutrition public speaking is the number one fear in the world i started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the u.s People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I had deal with, with a nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility, and we, we cross-promote. You know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point, Happy Sunday, everyone. Episode number 36 is here. And today we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about you and how you talk about yourself. We're going to talk about what it is you really want to be doing in life. We're going to talk about how you can get to the next level even now in this crazy time that we have going on in our world. So we're going to talk about you. And as you guys know, we keep this show motivational, educational, entertaining, and transformational. So helping me out with this with this topic today, I have a man who is armed with a heavy English accent, but he found himself in an unfulfilling job that wasn't utilizing his full capabilities and talents. He made the decision to walk away and step into his power. He now dedicates his life to helping others who feel like they are trapped, and he helps them escape that trap and get to the life that they want to live. So basically what we're looking for is we're looking for that dynamic employee that wants more, and they don't know how to get there. So helping me out with this conversation, welcome Malcolm Evans. 
Malcolm, welcome to the show. Well, a very good morning, Rob, and uh, I must say I'm so impressed with the uh, the intro, and I want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to share my message. And wow, you know, uh, I've got my uh, I've got my cup of coffee here. I don't think I needed it listening to your intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And All right. One last thing: these little ears you can see just at the bottom. You know, the if it's not technology that bites. Um, it, it, it's animals, so she just suddenly woke up and said, hey, what are you doing? I want to be part of it. So I'll, uh, she'll go back to doing what she did in a, in a few minutes. Okay. Nice. I love okay. it. Love it. All right. So let's start at the beginning. So you were working, you were working in corporate America and something in you wasn't feeling right. Like, take take me through what you were going through at that moment. Well, you know, let's let's go back a little bit, if I may. Of course. So, uh, um, it all starts at some point, and for me, at the, it, at the point of you know, 16 years of age, uh, big fan of Westerns, I uh, had two uh, heroes growing up. One's my dad, uh, encouraged me to try everything. You know, uh, I've got you know, cleats and boots and tennis rackets and all sorts of things. Rugby ended up being my game. And then the, the other influence was John Wayne. And from both of those, uh, I got this uh, sense of, look, go try something. You know, just spread your wings. You can do anything. Go west, young man. Well, when the time came, um, it turned out that I should have paid more attention in school um, because I'm really bad at geography. So instead of going <laughs> west, I ended up going south and I ended up in Africa. Oh. And <laughs> I went there for a couple of years um, in engineering and, uh, and just like the outdoors, the animals, everything, just stayed there. And I found myself transitioning um, from engineering into sales. And the way I moved into sales was a, a good friend of mine I used to work with, he arrived this one day and he had a new car. And I said, wow, Terry, where'd you get this? And he said, oh, I got a new job. I said, they give you a car? He said, yeah, I'm in sales. I'm a salesman now. Oh, wow, I want one of those. So um, I actually, that's the title of, of one of my books, is you know, The Quickest Way to a New Car. And from there, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I changed my perspective. I was always good with people, and it just, just grew and grew. And it, it got into um, a way of having the ability to connect with people, solve problems, and serve. Mm. And that is what's kept me going. So I ended up moving from one job to another, each time moving up a little bit, a bit more responsibility. Um, and I went off and did my own thing for five years and uh, decided you know, with a family I wanted to move back to the UK. Um, so I went to work for a really big corporation and, uh, and they moved me back. So I've done the Atlantic three times with three separate companies. Wow. So um, it's been an evolution. Uh, I can say that the corporate experience was fantastic. But it's almost like playing chess and um, always in, in I always believe that you, you need to be thinking of what could be happening as the pieces get moved around on the uh, on the, the, the chessboard, the checkers board of that company. And um, everyone, I realized, you know, it was just a number at the stroke of a pencil. You could be too expensive. You could be too aged, you know, aged out, you, your benefits are too much or whatever. So everyone potentially has a target on their back. So that was the big thing that, that really I got from the corporate world was 
it might not be forever. It's fun while we're doing it, but it mm. might not be forever. So okay. I'm, I'm a pragmatist. So. All right. Good, good, good. I don't want to get too far ahead. So, so let's go back to when you made, when you made the decision to become an engineer. Why did you pick that field? Well, I, I grew up in a pub. Okay. <laughs> um, my family's been in beer for a couple of hundred years and on my other side, they were all farmers and so on. And I lived in an industrial area. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I don't want to give anybody any false uh, impressions. I didn't complete my engineering degree or whatever. I thought, mm -hmm. well, there was other things going on, you know, sport and girls and travel and <laughs> things, you know. So um, I, um, I was an electrical technician. Um, I went through everything from steel to paper and settled into an industry that I, I loved, um, which was brewing beer and automation using computers and robots and things like that so that's what got me into in, into traveling so uh yeah it was it was what was about you know uh being in an industrial area it's like places in across the u.s you know the brown you know the rust belts and so on yes um and i, and I really didn't want to leave home at an early age um so everything i did was was in wales it's only a small place you know uh, it's about the size of Rhode Island, I bet. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, I, I just heard they've had it recarpeted. That's how small it is. Wow. So, <laughs> so anyway, a bit of a, and and it, it's it. You know, if if I don't tell you the full story, I'll I'll get a letter from the embassy. This is what we are. We <laughs> and this this little little. Go on, shoot. Off we go. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> and she's actually the company mascot, so I can't be too harsh on it. But next uh, next performance review, we'll have a chat. So. <laughs> All right. So, what what was your dream job as a child? Ooh, I don't know, but I wanted to see the world, and I wanted somebody else to pay for it, and, <laughs> and it just evolved into that. I, I'm, and it came down to, you know, growing up, um, I'd always been around adults. I was always, I was turned out. I was a good communicator. I could, you know, I I, I like working with people. I I, I hate. You know, a bit of a romantic. I don't want to see anybody suffering. Or, yeah. And as I, as I went through you know management roles and I had teams to manage, um, I really always try to take an interest in you know if somebody's coming to work in a company, never never for me. I didn't believe that. I was just a manager. I managed resources, but it was my job to to help them um, find their uh, the path, the you know accentuate their strengths. So I was always looking for things to grow people. And th that, that really became my calling. Um, in 2012, I was with a really, really large company and got, you know, sort of uh, defunded. So we got penciled out. Mm. And um, so it was a fantastic company. They moved me around the world. I traveled the world. I, I, it was, I loved the bits. But it was just, just the time. I, you know, I, I dodged two recessions um, or downsizings. Um, and then I found myself, took a few months off, took a bit of reflection, went to work for a company. Um, and for two years, I was managing their, um, their product distribution networks, growing it. But um, they also wanted me to create um, training programs and, uh, you know, to take somebody from being scared of picking up the phone to be able to apply a robot and the software and everything. And that took a six-month period. Okay. I got, got to a point in that I said, I want to, here I am, early 50s, I want to do more for myself. I want to create the job that gives me flexibility, the ability to go back 
to Britain to see my, my parents at the time. And then uh, coming back to core principles, I want to see the world and I want somebody else to pay for it. I <laughs> love it. Love it. See, so I always start out with questions like this. And then you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see me constantly looking down because I'm taking notes. Like, and I, and I, ha I have a, a half a page already <laughs> of notes. <laughs> right. So I want to go back to something you said earlier about spreading your wings. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of the topic, because now I'm a Leo, so I'm guilty of doing this myself. But like everyone wants to be the lion, you know, because the lion's at the top of the food chain. The lion's the king of the jungle. But in reality, you should want to be the eagle, you know, because the lion has limitations. Mm -hmm. The lion has limitations. Like you put a lion in water, there's only so far they can swim before they'll drown because of their stamina. You know what I mean? And there's only so far they can tr they can travel on land, but the eagle can fly. The eagle can dominate the air. It can dominate the land, and it can still infiltrate the sea. You know, so when people find their inner eagle, those are the people that are going to go through and have their breakthroughs. You know, so I so I, I love when people say spread their wings because it brings me back to that. But what happens where people get stuck in these traps is their wings get clipped. That's what happens. So they had like I was asking you about what your dream job was as a child, because nine times out of 10, people end up going to it later on in life once they allow their wings to regrow and then they're able to take flight. I, I, I think you nailed it there. You know, uh, people do things out of necessity in the beginning, you know, wherever we're conditioned. Hey, I need to get you know, I come through college or wherever I need to go make a living. I need to do something. And yep. um, tend not to be, um, I can't say not too choosy, but will you know, slide into things. There's only like 10% of people that actually use their degree when they leave college. So that's yep. got to you know, support what you're saying. Great yes. And then you have pe people like me who dropped out of college. <laughs> you know, <and> like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like in my intro, like, I obviously had somebody else make the intro video, but he left out that part where I said I mentor people with masters and PhDs, but he left out the part where I said, and I'm a college dropout. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. like, I wish they would have put that part in there, you know, just to let people know that, you know, we, we get stuffed into a box at a young age. It's like, this is the path that you have to take. If you don't take this path, you're doomed to struggle. And that's not even close to true. You, you you said something there. That, um, I'm a I'm a YouTube junkie. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I I've spent hours and hours in the weeks, you know. And it's um, it's either looking for content that I can you know work with people on, or just a lot of entertainment and you know for myself. Um, there's a guy out there called Eric Edmeads. Um, okay. And he's a, a fantastic speaker, and he started this. Uh, um, this company, Wild Fit, incredibly mm. successful. This guy's got a crazy story. He ended up buying a, a, a film studio after he went on a tour and got. <laughs> someone asked his opinion, and um, he was so, you know, straightforward and articulate. They said, Can you stay around this afternoon? We're pitching the company to somebody to buy it. We'd love you to do the pitch. I said, What? I only got brought my kid here for a tour. <laughs> anyway, he ended up buying it himself, and um, he, he, in you know what's been going on this last year or so, his his fitness company. Obviously, it's a lot about um, 
boosting immune systems, you know, staying fit, doing the right things, getting out, getting active, things you can do in the house and so on like that. Anyway, um, and he got slammed by an awful lot of people and he came up with this great little comment. He said, look, I can pick a book up. I can do my own research. He says, I don't need letters after my name to have an opinion. I've got enough letters in my name. And like it. And after nine months, everything he'd been saying and pointing out to people was now becoming validated and becoming mainstream. So, you know, I, they say that um, if you steal an idea, it's plagiarism. If you steal lots of ideas, it's research. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I took that as, as one of his, uh, you know, one of the things that go into my research. I just like the ring of it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so I find in my travels that a lot of people don't they don't realize the power that they actually have. And they think that oh, no one wants to hear from me or I don't have a story to tell or I'm too old to start this. Like they just start filling their mind with all this nonsense when none of it's true and regardless of your past is you know, like people, people can change, people can shift gears, people can shift ideals. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Because if we don't, we're going to stay in a steady state, unfulfilled and just basically wait to die. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. luckily there's people like us that can step in and help people see that you have a lot more to offer the world than you think you do. You are, you are so right. And the, you know, uh, just before we started, we spoke very briefly of, you know, people get preconditioned. They get yep. influenced by what's around them. And, uh, you know, from an early age, we're told, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We, we're encouraged like heck up until the first 18 months or whatever. You know, oh, yeah, get up. You can walk. Do this. Oh, don't worry about falling. You'll be fine. You get to a certain point. Then it's, no, don't do that. You'll hurt yourself. No, yeah. don't do that. You've got to fit in. No, don't do that. You know, um, because it doesn't fit. You know, norms and standards that uh, of society that you know, we all led to believe we need to uh, conform to. Yep. Sadly, the whole thing of well, look, you you need to go to school. You need to go spend a whole lot of money on your education. You need to work like hell to get there, and then then you'll get a good job with somebody, and in forty years later you'll retire. But I, I know dentists and doctors that are carrying the deck of their education into their 40s. So they, they really get a window of 20 years where they can almost relax a little bit and, 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 and use their full concentration to, to doing what they, they've been working on or whatever. Because just imagine now, you know, um, well, this, this dentist I, I remember um, told me these, uh, I was, up until my sort of late 30s, I was scared I was gonna get ill myself but I couldn't I couldn't work yeah he said it was completely different you know it's not like I I can I'm in the corporate world I can slide a little bit you know like I call it the world of you know free coffee and soft toilet paper um, <laughs> as a dentist he was that sole earner if he stopped working nothing came in he couldn't take a vacation he was just tied to that and you know that's just so much stress but it was what he'd been conditioned to. His, his, yep. his brothers did similar things. His parents did similar things. Anyway, yeah, and that's that's a majority of the population. I mean, there's four categories of people. 
there's leaders, there's doers, there's thinkers, there's feelers. And the leaders and the doers are about 40-40. And then the thinkers, feelers are 10-10. And so the majority of people that I search for are the doers that should be leaders. And somewhere along the lines, their wings got clipped and then they're just stuck in the doer category because not everyone's meant to be to be leaders. But there are doers that have leadership capabilities and they they have the, the, the talent, they have the skills, they have the gift of gab like they have it all. But somewhere along the line, someone told them they didn't have it or they just failed to believe that they have it. And then they're stuck in the sea with everyone else. And then I try to pull them back out and have them step into their power where they belong. And, and you know, it, it comes down to, for, for many, it's conformity. For others, it's like you, you mentioned about public speaking in, in your intro being the hardest thing. Um, you know, people are, are fearful of making a mistake, looking stupid. So I'm, you know, in my reflective moments after lots and lots of coffee, you know, I, I, <laughs> it comes down to three little letters. It comes down to ego. Yeah. I am. Why should I risk my impression that I believe in, in my head? This is who I am. Why should I even risk this? Why should I look like, you know, I've done something wrong or whatever? What, what are, you know, could I handle the failure if it didn't work? You know, so it, it's a lot of esteem things. And, you know, coming from the, the world of, of sales, a, a, I always remember a, a, um, a boss I had in the UK. And we were out having a drink after work or whatever. We were chatting. I said, how did you get started? And he said, you know, that's a great question. And um, he said, it takes me back to when I, um, I was working with a... a customer at an electronics company and we got well, we got on okay with a long meeting and we went in the evening had somebody to eat a burger and a, um, in, in the UK pool is quite popular so yeah playing pool and he said the the customer was leaning over the table just about to take a shot and he said Keith do you mind if I ask you a personal question and he said no he said you're a smart guy you're a great guy what on earth happened in your life that you ended up in sales and he was almost looking for this there'd been this cataclysmic event you know mm -hmm. the world had you know, gone bankrupt or something like that and he said that was choice really so i couldn't see myself being a salesperson yeah why and then then it all started to come out of these self-fulfilling doubts and you know from and we as we were talking or whatever we, we, we agreed look Everything around us has been sold. The room I'm sat in here, and I look around, every single thing I can see, feel, touch has been sold at some time. Yes. By someone said, "There's a you know, hey, I have a need for this. You know, I have a problem." And somebody said, "Hey, I've got a, a thing. I've got a solution for your problem. Look at it. If it meets your criteria, go ahead and buy it, and so on." And that. Um, that sale, that exchange, that is where the ego comes into it. If I'm going to go buy something or I'm, uh, am I going to look stupid? Am I going to look less than what I am? So I've, mm. gone, I've gone off into, a, into the weeds a little bit there. But, <laughs> you, know, you know, there are self-fulfilling sort of 
expectations we have of ourselves and whether we're going to match them. And that, that just that restricts people from fulfilling to the point of what you were, you were trying to do. Yeah, I mean, to simplify it a little, people just have a fear of rejection. You know, like I, I tell people when, when they're afraid of public, it's like you're not afraid of public speaking. You're afraid of the reaction you might get as a result of your speaking. <laughs> that's what it boils down to so what if i get up on stage and i stutter or if i forget my line how are people going to react to me i don't want to get laughed at like that's the part that they're actually afraid of because yeah. people talk and people sell every single day it may not be for money say hey i just saw a great movie the other day or you know cobra kai is coming out on netflix on january 1st you know you want to watch it and People of f- football games and people are making cookies for each other. Like they do it every single day. So when you think about can you do it as a career now, that's where the doubt comes. Oh, what if people say no? What if my product isn't good enough? Like what if I'm not good at the sales pitch? Yeah. And instead of instead of switching and saying, all right, what do I need to get better at to make this happen? You are, you are you are so polite because um, what I what I say here is, is, is you know is a fear of looking stupid. Yeah. Okay. Are you scared of looking stupid? And because um, everyone makes a mistake. My dad used to say, look, a man who never made a mistake never did anything. Yeah. And, and I would, I would, funny enough, I was just talking about this with a client yesterday. And uh, I said, yeah, we were talking about you know, voicing opinions and speaking up and so on. And, um, yeah. um, you know, I'd, I'd been the new boy in schools, moved around a lot, and um, then and I was a new boy in different companies and so on. I used to go to these really big, powerful meetings and so on and, and sit there. And um, people said to me afterwards, look, you, you sat in a meeting, you didn't say anything. And I said, no, you, to be quite honest, I, you know, I believe I was the dumbest guy in the room. Hmm. I'm certainly not going to open my mouth and prove it. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah. And why should I, you know, pop my head above the parapet? And this is this is really where the corporate world is now. Um, people are, uh, are scared. People are hunkering down because they see their buddies on the outside who've been let go or you know unemployed or been affected by you know whatever the economy has been doing, and they do not want to be there. And whether it's a hiring manager or whether it's somebody you know. They are all going through this. They they are playing a very, you know, a, a very close game of survival. So the the whole thing is, you know, in the past it was, hey, look, you know, you're losing your job. Get out on LinkedIn, find your network. No, no, it's too much risk. It's introducing mm-hmm. risk into what they are trying to protect. Yes. So, you know, so that's just one of the things that's going on. This is why people need to to. to to wake up and realize no one's going to do it for you. If you want it to happen, you're going to do it yourself. And don't be scared. Don't be. Don't think you're going to look stupid. Don't think you're going to fail. But go talk to somebody like yourself, like what I do, um, who's been down this path. Yeah, the, the first step to all of that is what do you want? That's the first step (laughs) before you can do anything else. It's like, what do you want? And that's one of the toughest things I help people uncover is what do you want to (laughs) do? Well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, what makes you happy? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, you're not sure what makes you happy? (laughs) You know, with, with me, I knew, I knew at a young age, you know, I come from, I'm the, the youngest of seven siblings. 
And so, you know, when you're you're the baby, you know, you gotta you gotta scratch, claw, and kick, you know, yeah. to get to get noticed from all, all the older siblings. But I always knew at, at a young age that I wanted to be some type of influencer. And as you know, I'm 46 now, so this was long before the internet and social media and all that stuff. Like my 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 dream was to just be on TV. I want to be like a TV host, you know, watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. I'm like, I can do that job. And so, like everyone else, though, I clipped my wings and I ended up managing restaurants for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And nothing against that industry, but but I learned a lot. I learned everything that I didn't that I didn't learn in college, and probably more so from the the hands on practical experience. But just as that time went on, I'm like, you know, I am helping people become better. I am leading, you know, sales rallies and training meetings and everything. So it's like, I'm up in front of people and I'm talking. I'm like, but this isn't, this isn't me. Like this isn't that kid when I was 17, really visioning myself being in a stadium, just talking to thousands, like tens of thousands of people. It's like, that's, that's what I want to get back to. And so I knew I had to make that shift. And then I was always an athlete. So I ended up opening up a gym, you know, so I got that going and I love being there. Even now it's my happy place. Like I don't, I don't pray for Fridays and, and I don't dread Mondays. Like I love being there. I'm there seven days a week and like, I love being there. But, and then the speaking is just added just another added thing that I love to do. And I can combine the two because I can speak about fitness, yeah. <laughs> you know, about fitness and about just personal growth, personal development. Like you see the the graphic behind me, the shut up and grind yeah. that used to be shut up and exercise. But I want, I don't want to be known for just exercise, you know, because I have, I have skills in a lot of different areas. And so I switched it to shut up and grind because now th- that's global. Like it really do- doesn't matter what you're working on, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a student, whether you're looking to, to change careers, it, you know, whether you're a, a busy mom, a busy dad, like it doesn't matter. Like that principle can apply globally. Yep. 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 And if you don't want me asking, which kind of athletics were you in? You track or field or? My main, my main sport was track and field, but I played basketball, volleyball, baseball, soccer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, again, coming from a family of all athletes, like we were all playing something. <laughs> so and just being being the baby, it's like I, I was constantly getting beat because they're all older than me, bigger than me, stronger than me. So it's like so, I had to grind and grind for so long. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Then your turn came. And, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually met my wife through athletics, you know. With, OK. Uh, um, we've known each other since we were 13, and uh, she was this, like, super athlete in school. Are you, f- you familiar with the term uh, Victrix Ladorum? No. She was, like, you know, like a decathlete. Okay. Uh, and she, you know, the, 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 Vix, uh, the Victrix Ladorum and Victor Ladorum, the boy and the girl one of it, they're the ones that, that like, take the most events at a athletic meet in, in, okay. this was in, in, in school. So we became friendly and so on, and... Uh, and then, and here we are now. I know, fifty years later, we've still been wow. together. Wow! So congratulations. Yeah, as I tell people from you know, we've got a history in uh, in Wales of longevity in marriages. It's like Canadian geese. They you know we, 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 <laughs> we pay for love. You know, it's, uh, it's I love easy. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into career transition. Yeah. 
All right. So, so what do you like? Which which people like? Who's your target market? People who want change, or and um, uh, if if you think of the Marines, okay, how are they taught? Um, they 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 are instilled to um, adopt a situation, adapt to it, and overcome. Okay. All right. Look, whatever situation you're in, you're in it. Get used to it. Understand it, and see where you can change it to your benefit. Yes. So um, whether uh, and you know, in my little twenty-second infomercial, people hire me, uh, people you know, in individuals or companies, to help them effect a change, which is usually to make more money and put more cash in their their pockets. Now, the the situation for you know, I've got I've got. Typically three targets, uh, and it, I get led, and people tell me about stuff. It's all about the Q and A. You know, it's uh, everyone's yeah. got a story. I, I love. Look, where'd you grow up? You know, what have we got in common? You know, what are you looking for? Is there anything I can help with? And you know, it could be look, I can refer you off to somebody if I'm not the right. So um, the corporate world, you know, um, I I saw a trend forming when I was in my mid thirties that, uh, you know. Corporations really didn't have an awful lot of grey hair around. Um, they're certainly not in the sales role, and mm-hmm. especially American companies. And um, over the years, you know, I came here, never ever wanted to come to America, just ended up that way, and uh, uh, now I am one. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to be anywhere else. This is the best damn country in the world, and people better wake up and realize it. There are some awful places in the world that do not have opportunities, or so wherever you think. <laughs> We got it here, okay. Now we just got to believe that, and we just got to do things to realize it. So, um, people in the in the corporate world now getting downsized for whatever reason. You get into your mid fifties; it's a precarious time. Whereas it used to be, you know, you got to that age. Now you, or then you were squirreling away for your retirement. Now you lose your job in your mid fifties; it can be career ending. Because there's there's a uh, there's such a pool of talent out there that will work much cheaper, and as you as you stay with a company, your benefits go up, your package goes up, and you know you, you make more money. So I'm I'm seeing people from the age of like 54 to 62 almost becoming unemployable in the mm. roles that they got let go from. Okay, so you've got that one um, uh, target, and I would talk with them and much like you say what do you want to do what do you like to do? where are the passions but I take it to the next step with them and I will say what did you do working at this company that you were recognized for well I was the VP of this I was the director no no what did you actually do and they said what mm. do you mean? I was the VP I was the do-. look did you ever have a situation where an intern came and knocked on your door and said hey I've been sent over here by this guy I've got this problem you are the person uh, that they believe can help me solve it. Did that ever happen? Oh, yeah. Well, what was that problem you solved? And they started talking about, great, now we're getting somewhere. Did you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, I love solving problems. I'm good at it and so on. I'm recognized for it and so on. Yeah. Does that problem exist in other companies or in other places? Oh, yes. Well, do you have the capability to go off and solve that problem for other people in other companies? Oh, yes. What is stopping you? 
And that's where it comes. That's back. where the light bulb goes off. Yeah, it, <laughs> it comes back to some of the things you were saying about beliefs and fears, and, and you know, not knowing how to do it, not having the self confidence, and you know, being the lion instead of the eagle looking down. And thank you know, um, and and then it starts to come in where if if that entrepreneurial sort of light goes off, then it, people start to realize, look, I'm good at these skills. Maybe I need to you know, have a multiplying effect in working with other people. But first and foremost, I encourage everybody, go talk to somebody, go talk to a coach, go somebody that's got experience. I learned the hard way. You know, I didn't do that when I first started out. Okay. Yes. Next group of people is the ones that have a business and it's, it's plateaued or it's failing. Or they want to take it to the next level or they want to want to keep growing the business yeah but before you get deep into that I just i just want to double down on what you just said about finding someone who's done what you're thinking of doing like the, the value in that is absolutely tremendous because when i first was going to get started as a as a personal trainer i took a job at a local ymca and as the director was walking me around we meet up with the general manager and she's like, hi, this is Robert. He's looking to become a personal trainer. And I was actually just going to gonna take a job just as a gym hand, you know, someone who cleans the machines just to get my foot in the door. And he says, he looks, looks me dead in my eyes and says, you don't want to be a trainer. There's no, there's no money in this. And I didn't start the job. Like didn't even start it. I was like, I, no, like I don't, you're not the one I want to listen to. And I ended up traveling around well, I hired a business coach and I traveled around the country talking with some, some of the top fitness marketers in the world. I was like, I want to I want to talk to the people who are making it happen. You know, it's like I don't want to talk to the one that's got a limiting belief system. And then he's going to try to stuff that belief on me like it's not happening. So for those listening, you got stuff that you want to you want to do. You got to pair like don't listen to the people in your circle that haven't done it that are telling you it's impossible, they're telling, telling you you're crazy or focus on your family, shut all of them out and find the people who are doing it. And that's how you're going to move forward. So absolutely right. And, you know, I'm just, just thinking here now and scratching notes and so on. And, it, you know, in, in the world of sales, they say if you, um, <clears throat> if you want to find, uh, if you want to take your product to somebody uh, and you ever say, hey, look, you can make more money, go talk to somebody that's made money because they love making more money. Okay. <laughs> and, and then if you want to talk to somebody about getting success, go talk to somebody that's had success and knows yep. how to do it. Because we, we end up, I believe, with our own internalized playbook and the, 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 the place I encourage people to start and ask them is that how quickly can you make a decision? Yep. Are you slow? Are you quick or whatever? And the ones that have experience, the ones that have had success, the ones that have done things before will listen to what you say, listen to what your offer is, and they will make a decision quicker because they have the ability to evaluate things quickly, but also the experience that things are not so fearful. Oh, I've done that before. Yeah, it didn't work in that one time, but I think it's going to work this time. Yeah. So they end up with this playbook. and. If they can do it once, they can do it time and time again. So if you talk to somebody, and uh, one of my favorite questions is, uh, you know, would you consider yourself a business person or an entrepreneur? Oh, entrepreneur. 
Oh, okay, really? There's a nice ring to it. So <laughs> how many businesses do you have? Oh, just the one. Okay, that sounds like you've created a job for yourself. Because entrepreneurs, it becomes infectious. They're, they're, they're serial entrepreneurs. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, I always say I'm a hobbyist. <laughs> I absolutely despise the business end of things. But I like, like I said in my last one, I would be, I would be Beyonce. I want to be on stage. I don't want to do all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's me. But I'm pairing myself up with someone who likes the behind the scenes stuff and wants nothing to do with the stage. So that's going to work out beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'll be in my lane. You be in your lane. Let's rock this thing out. I'm I'm in the I want to understand first off what the cake is going to look like I want to know the ingredients I want to know where everything came from I know what mm-hmm. the quality of it and, and then I want to understand how to do everything and then mm-hmm. when I've done it once say I don't want to do that I've got to get somebody else to come in but at least I have an appreciation mm. of what has been done there so uh, yeah it's like I know what needs to be done I just don't want to do any of it yeah and, 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 and this is this is it's a segue into um, how I will, will talk with people you know I'm, yeah and you know I've worked with you know developing sales teams for companies and into key individuals and so on and when you sit down and ask people can you explain to me what your target customer is all about yeah, most people can't. They can't. <laughs> they, and it, it just comes through a, a series of asking questions. And when you yeah. look at companies, if you're doing business with a company, you've got to first have understand what the what the goals are of that mm. company. Yeah, most try to sell every everyone. That's what they all say. Who, who's your target? Everyone. Yep. And it, it you know you can you can save an awful lot of time and effort by doing some research. Um, and this is where you, you end up, um, you, you, you speak about the lion, you speak about the, uh, the eagle, there's, there's a little, little um, sort of uh, personality test that I've used over the years. I forget how I stumbled across it. I can't remember, you know, even the state of Georgia is using this now. I've seen it online and it's from some uh, marketing consultancy and so on. And it's called the, the lion, um, otter, uh, labrador, Beaver, a five-minute personality profile, mm. and from that you can determine very quickly and very consistently types of people. Yeah, and you know, and I would say I'd spend an awful long time working in Germany and Switzerland and you know, working with Scandinavian companies and people over there are very fit, form, and function. They want to know the details. They want to know everything works, and that gives them comfort. So mm. do this profile. Those people are beavers. I can can now start having conversations with people when in the first minute or two, I've pretty much got them, yeah, you are an otter, you mm-hmm. are a, a lion or whatever. And that helps us then. We, we profile people. And then we know then what the next questions are. Yes. What's important to you? What do you want to do? You know? Um, and yeah. And- go on. And that plays hand in hand to what I said earlier about the leaders, doers, thinkers, feelers. It's it's the same the same scenario because there's several of those floating around out there. Because another one is a gorilla, flamingo, chameleon, turtle. Yeah. You know, but like it's it's still it's still the same the same basic four, just with different you know just different ways of displaying it. But you're a hundred percent right because those things are scaringly accurate. <laughs> and 
And it's and, and people say, why is this important? I said, well, look, if you're going to put a sales team together and you and you, you go off and you recruit and hire a whole load of beavers, nothing will happen. Everybody wants to get it perfect before they take any action. Yep. But then if you're trying to create an accountancy department, the last thing you want in there is a room full of otters. Nothing's going to get done. They're all playing, <laughs> you know, throwing yep. paper darts at each other. <laughs> you're going to meet for three hours and accomplish nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and in a room full of lions, hey, everybody wants to be in charge. You know, follow me. Mm -hmm. I'm the boss or whatever. Nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> so, you know, uh, companies do things called heat maps. Um, and it's, it's much the same as, as any country has with an immigration policy. You want the right mix of people. So yes. you, you need the, and the, whether they're complementary, whether they're supporting and so on. So to your point, know where your strengths are, but uh, be, be cognizant of the fact other stuff needs to be done. And yep. Get competent people to help you do that. Because they yes. Yeah. All right. So how, how do you help people with the, with the actual transition? An awful lot of it starts in their head. And um, when I, uh, I used to do a, a lot of, um, you know, in the good old days, where we could actually stand in front of live people and talk to them, um, I, I did some did quite a lot of work uh, for some years with um, a large job networking group, people that were in transition, unemployed, you know, and the, the age was they began older and older and older. And we'd get, 40, 50 people in a room, you know, every other week, and a whole series of different sessions, right? You can learn how to, how to dress properly. You can, you can write your resume. So um, I used to, to, to get people in and say to them, right, uh, tell me who is having a new experience of being in transition, you know, um, in between assignments and... And really what I meant was, was the first time you've lost your job and people start putting their hands up and say, you know, first time, a few people, you know, okay. Third time, hands up, fifth time, tenth time, and so on like that. And then it starts mm -hmm. saying, right, you know, who was with the company for longer than 15 years? They put their hands up and say, well, you know, how many uh, times have you been unemployed? Oh, no, this is my first time. Okay. Um, who has worked for a company um, and they'd only been there a year before they got let go? And they put their hands up and said, ah, you know, and it was an awful lot of IT guys. <laughs> so they, and I'd say, look, you, you, you've gone through this now every year for the last five years. Yep. Have you ever thought of doing something different than IT? <laughs> <laughs> no. And, but what I'd say to people, look, is okay, right. And I always get, always lead to the question of, right, Who's in sales? And there's generally 2% of people who yep. put their hands up and say, okay, great. All right, now, anybody else you ever wanted to be in sales? No. Why? Oh, no, couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. You know, it's like, no, I couldn't be in sales. It's not It's not for me or whatever. Yeah, because they're thinking used car salesmen. They have that stigma. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, sometimes the looks on their faces as they just found something on the bottom of their shoe. Or <laughs> so I'd say, okay, let, let's... Let's say everybody in, in the room has got something in common. Everybody is unemployed. Yes. Okay. Let's call it that. Let's, uh, right. Who wants a job? Everybody put their hand up. That's why we're all here, stupid. Okay, great. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving everybody here a job. You're all hired. Oh, well, how can you do that? I said, look, you're all now in sales. And they all look at me. I said, right. What are you trying to do? You have a, you have a, you, like, like Liam Neeson, you have a unique 
set of skills. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, we all do. Right. You are finding somebody that is going to buy those skills off you on an hourly, monthly, annual basis. Correct. In return, they're going to you're going to you're going to work in a cubicle. You're going to be indoors. You're going to get unlimited supplies of coffee and toilet paper. Yes, and a <laughs> check every month. Great. You just sold a whole series of things there. You sold your time. You sold your experience. Okay. Now, if you can do it there, what is preventing you from doing it somewhere else? And when it comes down to it, it's ease and convenience. And this is where we go back into what has been happening in this, in this last century or wherever. It's much easier to go and do it for somebody else. It's less risky. Okay. Um, you don't have to stick your neck out. It has generally always been upside until here we come now where the upside isn't guaranteed. So this is where the entrepreneurs come in. They take the risk, they get the rewards. Yep. It's simple. So anyway, I'm, I'm, hopefully I answered your question there. Yes, you did. Yeah, but let's expand on that a little more too, because facing that risk is what holds a lot of people back. And they'll stay in these, I don't want to say dead-end jobs, but in these unfulfilling jobs that guarantee a pay, they guarantee benefits, vacation, and sick time, but not realizing that that value is decided for you. You know, it's like, I think that's the part that people aren't understanding, that that value is decided. It's like, even if you're making $100,000, that means that business is worth millions upon millions if they're paying you 100000 So they're still paying you a little tiny portion. Whereas if you took your experience and you went off on your own and solved problems for, for other people, you're going to make way more than that money. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking with my sister about it. I was like, hey, he said, you know, because she's a speaker also. I was like, you know, we should join in together. And she's like, oh, I, I have to stay in my job because we need the insurance because her husband's a type 1 diabetic and the cost of insulin's too much. And I, I said, yeah, but you're worried about insurance. Like, if we turn this into a million-dollar business, you can pay for the insulin. <laughs> like, what are you worried about insurance for? <laughs> but just getting people into that belief system. And the, and the, uh, have you ever been a golfer? No, it's the one sport I haven't done. Mini golf, though. I'll hit it under that windmill all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, early, you know, in my sporting career, I was I played golf. We lived on a golf course, and I'm 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 done with golf now. All right, right, okay. You know, I don't need a shirt with a crocodile on it to fit in. So, um, but but I use this um, this question to people. I say, look, you know, here we are now on the 18th tee. Okay, there's people in the clubhouse looking at you. There's a big pool of water, okay, and it's a par three. You're going to just hit the ball over, and it's going to roll up on the green. One little putt, and everybody's going to... Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Okay, you've got a choice. What are you going to do? You're going to blast it, and you're going to go over the water, or you're going to play short and get in for a four? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, and so many will say, well, no, let me, let me play short because I, I, I want success. And there's an awful lot of people that are watching me. You know, I might look stupid or whatever. Yep. And, uh, and last thing I want to do is get in for a six because the ball keeps going in or whatever like that. And that, for me, says an awful lot about attitude to risk. 
And if yeah. you and and if you talk to entrepreneurs or whatever, like, hey, this is fun. I don't care about blooming losing a ball or coming in for six. <laughs> Let me have a go. And it's 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 fulfillment. I proved I can do it for myself. And if I do it once, I can do it again. Yes. Yep. And, um, some years ago, I did a um, uh, like thirteen part um, web radio show, and I interviewed a lot of authors and some some pretty you know up there people. Um, and I, I read an awful lot. Um, I used to play rugby at quite a, you know, a, a good level in different countries and so on. And then I came out of that and did something a little bit less strenuous and a bit safer. Because I was self-employed then. I was worried about insurance and so on. I didn't yeah. get injured. Um, so I, I started running, you know, uh, working for a company. And, and here's a little bit of advice from Uncle Malcolm. If anyone you work <laughs> with now says, hey, there's this marathon that's being run. They run them again. Um, we're breaking it up into six different things. It's a, a, a corporate marathon. Come in mm -hmm. and run the shortest leg. Don't let us do that. It's all <laughs> up hills and down, and it'll break your back. It hustled you. Yeah, and that <laughs> happened. I got into that, but then in the next week, the guy said, oh, yeah, that was your baptism of fire. This one's going to be better. And I ended up, I started running 5, 10, 15, 20. And, um, and where I'm going with this is that... Um, um, I read a book, um, I can't even remember the title of it now, um, by a, a guy called um, Bruce Van Horn. And it was all about how he, um, he, was, he was coaching people running and how the things that they go through. And w I saw when I, when I ran half marathons, it was in the metric world, so it was 21.1 um, kilometers. And when I got to 18, for the first, like, 15 times I'd stop and I'd walk the last little bit and then somebody said hey come along and we're going to do a 32 kilometer it was like 15 mm. miles I think yeah so um what I noticed there is I blew through that 13 miles and at maybe like 14 I started walking and I thought whoa this has never happened the next time I ran the longer race, same thing happened again. I went back and I ran the half marathon, just ran it all and finished it. Um, because it's a psychological barrier, I'd blown through it. Yep. Now, I went on and on and on. And I, even though I'd, I'd been a you know, pretty much semi-professional sportsman, running hours and hours all day, you know, every week, wherever, I'd never really done distance. And I found myself going up to ultra marathons. And I ran my fastest time for a marathon in an ultra marathon. It was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Because I hit the wall and blew up and everything, but wow, mm -hmm. I, I, I shaved <laughs> like 20 minutes of it. So anything is possible. So these self-fulfilling sort of, uh, you know, barriers that we put in front of ourselves, and um, you, you, you know of Les Brown? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And he said the, 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 the problem is, isn't that people um, aim too high and miss it's yeah. that they aim too low and hit yep and and that you know then we'll just go for the comfort this is fine and you know i've got this nice little corporate job everything's going great got my insurance kids doing fine and so on like that but then it all gets taken away from them and they've got nothing certainly the self-belief that they need to take them through to the next level and, and do something Yes. So, you know, and the best time to 
you know, to learn or to get a job or whatever is when you've got one. So, yeah. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. And now dealing with what's going on in the world, now it's more important than ever for people to have additional streams of income. And this, and the the misconception is that you need so much money to get started, and you need all these new skills. I have to go back to school, and uh, like you don't, you don't. Especially if you're like, you know, twenty five and over, <laughs> you you have enough in your life experience bank to where you can help other people, and that's one of the biggest things that I help people understand. It's like, listen, you went through a divorce. There's a whole process there that you can help people who just filed, yeah. you know, or post-divorce, dating a- after divorce, dealing with kids after divorce. You know, there's so many different subtopics. Or I had I had a couple of, actually, I think we're mu- mutual friends with Lil Barkaski. Yeah. Yeah, I had she and Ziz on a few, maybe maybe a couple months ago. And we they were talking about their, their book that they wrote, Accelerate. And they said they were working on two other books. And I was like, well, I'm not sure if you maximized the first book. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, because you could, because I'm a visionary, so my mind's always going. And so I was like, you could do Accelerate for coaches. You could do Accelerate for teachers. You could do Accelerate for Boy Scouts. You could do Accelerate. And I just started going right down the list. I was like, you could take that one book and segment it to different industries. Yep. And, you know, both of their eyes kind of kind of lit up to like, hmm, <laughs> you know. Because we can end up, you know, being too close to the trees. We can't see the forest. Mm. Um, so you see the big picture. You're getting the, the eagle's eye view of, hey, what yes. about this? What about that? What about that? And, you know, the, the whole thing of um, you know, what you said is absolutely on the money. It is right on the nail. You, you don't need... You don't need a, a, a ton of money to get started. There, um, you know, the, the, one of the, the the third sort of thing that I do is if people want to do something, you know, but I haven't got the skills and wherever, or I want to learn. There are tons of little companies out there that want people to help distribute their products, whether it's a home-based business, whether it's you know making a bit of extra money from you know selling makeup or whatever things like that mm. um, they will teach people the skills and there is no um, there's no bosses it, it, all it is is a whole bunch of people that they get rewarded for helping you develop so you know Robert Kiyosaki talks very much about this as the um, uh, the business of the 21st century I ended up stumbling into that as a supplier never ever wanted to touch that industry it was one of those things Mm. My sister used to sell Tupperware back in, you know, I know. It's great, you know, Tupperware is wonderful stuff, yeah. Except every, every thing you sell lasts for 50 years. You know, it's, it's a, not a repeat sale. Yeah. And uh, so, but what she learned along the way was, was invaluable, you know, teed her up in business going forward. Now, my point is, go find something that, uh, um, that resonates with you, you like, whether it's... Uh, you know, it could be in the world of nutrition. It can be in the world of cooking, pots, pans. It can be, you know, in the, the fashion or makeup world. There are yeah. dozens and dozens of these companies out there. Yeah. And be home decor. It could be speaking, education. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's literally endless. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but there, there is, you, learning skills does not cost you a lot apart from individual effort 
and some of the soul searching and look, you know, you've got to live with the embarrassment of failure. Yeah. And once you can get over those things, um, and I'm, you know, scratching away here at uh, different things. The, uh, the average millionaire has seven streams of yep. income. Now, he also has seven streams of bills and liabilities. And then we go look at the average employee. He has seven streams of liabilities and bills. You know, insurances for this and rent for that and uh, and so on. Um, but he's only got one stream of income. And when that job gets taken away from him, everything else is still there piling up. And what happens? It goes to credit cards and then it really, you get into the bonus round and you're paying interest on everything. Yes. Yes. And what people have to understand, because we got to bring this down, is when we're talking about money, and when people say, I can't afford to, I want you to just look at it a different way as I can't afford not to. Because when COVID first hit, you know, my, my gym was closed. And like, like I was still doing virtual classes, but it, it just wasn't the same. And it, it was very hard to bring in new new clients during that, that time frame. Like the whole world was scared. And so... There was a mastermind group that, that I stumbled upon because, you know, there's there's coaches for everything out there now. So yeah. but I saw one that resonated with, with me. And I clicked on it and, and it wasn't the cheapest thing on earth. But as I had said, said earlier, I had always had dreams of being on TV. So it was about being on TV. And so I was like, you know what, let me let me check it out. And so it was only 55 bucks for, for the initial challenge. But like I knew there was a deeper coaching for like, like you know how these things work. So yeah. Yeah. So I knew I said, all right, I said, let me see this through. We'll get to the end. We'll see how much it is to, to join the program. And it was definitely a lot more than I would have liked to have paid. But it was invaluable. Absolutely invaluable. Like I've been on TV multiple times. I've been in 20 different online online publications. It gave me the confidence to start the podcast. And it's just the benefits are insane. So had I not made that initial investment, I wouldn't be talking to you right right now. I had I was on TV in Australia twice. I had a guest from Ireland on the show a couple of weeks ago. And it's like that global reach that I'm looking for. It's okay. it's it's unfolding. And why? Because I made that one decision to say, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do it. It's like because I can't afford not to like if I'm going to get to where I want to get this investment has to be made. And, and the only, and that is, is so encouraging and exciting to hear, and the only way for, to, to, to make something happen is to do something. If you, yes. And, you know, you've got to take action, massive action. Um, you know, the, the world, you know, there's a book by Thomas L. Friedman for, you know, back in like 20 years ago or whatever, called The World is Flat. It's all about globalization. And um, it is so easy now for somebody to... Um, to use tools like um, Facebook and YouTube and get noticed and um, expand their reach. Fourteen-year-old kids have got networks of kids all around the world and people around the world all just communicating. Those barriers are gone. And um, a, a friend of mine had two Labradors, and um, the one was the older dog would jump in the swimming pool and you know it would. Sit on this step where the, where the water jet came, and it, it just like you know, it felt it had to dig, and it would just keep digging. Every time the water started running, it would dig and dig and dig. Mm -hmm. And the younger one, you know, would uh, 
a little bit more excitable, uh, my friend threw a, a lacrosse ball, you know, a good hard rubber ball into the pool. And it didn't float, it went straight down. And the dog <coughs> thought, hey, no chat, no, no problem here. Went in, it was an eight foot pool, it goes wow. straight to the bottom, and that was his thing. So we'd go over and visit, and there'd be two Labradors in the pool going nuts all day long, you know, down there. <laughs> and um, his, 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 um, his 14 year old son, took a little video of the dog and you know, threw the ball in and the dog went down and he posted it to his buddies. Hey, look at look my dog does, he's so funny. It got picked up by a Japanese TV station and it was on prime time. Now, wow. this was him just showing his buddy, look, hey, look what my dog does. And then <laughs> it always went, went viral then. And of course he had to sign something he didn't understand. And, you know, Give mm -hmm. the rights away or whatever, but uh, anything's yep. possible nowadays. Yes, and, and you know, stepping out and challenging ourselves. Say, like you know, fifty bucks, you can throw that in. And yes, a couple of years ago, there's a woman here in Rhode Island. We have a a state park, Goddard State Park, down in Warwick, and she was out there. You know, it was a party. She was singing karaoke. She was singing "Work It" by Missy Elliott, mm -hmm. and so. Again, so somebody put it online, went viral. She ended up on the Ellen DeGeneres show <laughs> singing. And while she was singing, Missy Elliott came out and finished a song with her. All from, all from the state park, just yeah. at a private party. She ended up on national television with a famous musician on stage with her. It's like, yeah. who would have thought? And it could be you. you know, it's, yep. yeah, it's the like, message who would have thought? everyone. You know, get out there, do things. You know, it's uh, mm -hmm. That is so cool. So know? true. All right. So we got we, we to gotta bring this down. You got any final words? So like, I put your website up, up here. Uh, neverinterviewagain.com. So what what can people um what can people get when they go visit that site? Well, um, I'm a I'm a big believer in skills enhancement. Okay, mm -hmm. so I just put something out into the uh, out into the chat there. I think it goes to you. But uh, they go to my website, um, and there's only a couple little pages on there. Uh, one is under offers. And uh, over on the right hand side, there's some big orange buttons. And I think one says afterglow. Uh, click on that. Um, I use um, an online learning system which has got like 150 different uh, topics in it. And if I imagine somebody in a uh, in a in a company wants to enhance their skills, they want to learn about office management or how to be a sales manager or to develop people and you know, build a webinar or anything like that. There's all these different types of skills in there. Um, so I would use this to build a curriculum and help people develop and move to the next step. Now, when people have gone through the you know, job loss, there's content I use in there for how to think like an entrepreneur, how to communicate effectively you know, in a business-minded manner, um, and really how to develop the sales and marketing and social media and stuff like that. So there's tons of stuff in there. Um, this is usually you know, like five or six hundred dollars that I roll it in with a, a package um, up until I think it's February the 4th where we uh, we pause the system every year and, and refresh and update and so on. So from now until then and you know for the last few weeks I've been giving this away to everyone. They just go in, fill that form in. There is a ton of stuff in there. Every course is like an hour long. It's self-paced. It's interactive. There's videos and quizzes and stuff like that. And uh, so, hey, be, be my, my guest there and, uh, you know, go take advantage of that. 
Um, and, and really anything is possible. Um, I've been, been working with a group of people this last six months. So it's like, it, it's, it's, it warms my heart. They've gone through things. They've left the corporate world. Uh, I've got people that are, uh, some have started up these you know, makeup businesses and wherever that is, you know, selling stuff online. Uh, my, my son actually shows people how to build stores and, you know, he's doing all sorts of these things, T-shirts and hats and stuff like that that's gone well. Um, I've got people that are uh, um, doing tax planning and bookkeeping and so on. They're doing it for, they are doing it for big companies, but they're worried about what's coming next because all this stuff can get outsourced very quickly. Mm. Um, but the one I'm having an awful lot of fun with um, is a guy's a matchmaker. Uh-huh. Now, you know, I, I've, and this is all about solving problems, and this is so much about sales. I've been doing it from the, the service world and, uh, and engineering world for many, many years, you know, automation and stuff like that. He's doing it down at this, this people level. And the more and more we've gone into this, you know, and it's funny enough you say that um, you're a guy that wants to get out and do stuff. You want somebody to do the business. Well, he's the guy that gets out and does the stuff. And now I've been working <laughs> with him to, to do the business. Yeah. So and this, this is so much, really, anyone can take an idea, find the right people to support them and take it to the next level. And he's just about to launch it. And um, can I give him a plug? Cause yeah, absolutely. You know, it's matched by Jordan, J-O-R-D-O-N, no, Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N.com, matchedbyjordan.com. He's a great guy. He's got like 20 years of experience this. In I this. put it in the chat. Okay. And and now we're, we're taking this to, we're actually, uh, I, I tell people to be fearful of AI and computers because they will take your job. Well, funny enough, what we're doing, we're using computers <laughs> and AI to, to help get, you know, more granularity and matches. So, uh, yeah, big things. For, and he's he's already looking now how he can uh, he can start creating jobs for other people to help him do these things. And that that's what's it. so encouraging about this because uh, small business is a big employer in this country, and it's got to come back. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we started the uh, the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition right when all this stuff happened last year and i'm a member of the of the coalition and i might actually be on the board now so because uh we just incorporated as a i believe it's a 501 c6 yeah. and you know so we we got we got to have board members and i volunteered so we'll, we'll see if i get one of the one of the positions but that's what we're going to do is just to provide a voice for the small businesses that are struggling and that need that need assistance and, you know and that's a that's a, a big thing um uh for people that look, if you want to network, volunteer, get employed, uh, not employed, uh, get active, get and get and learn about how things work, and whether it's in your church, whether it's in your local community or wherever, get and connect with people. You'd be surprised what you can learn. It can be socially stimulating. Yep. It opens up the door of opportunities because there it is. Yeah, it's people know people know people. Yep, so true. All right, Malcolm, thank you very much for joining. It's a great show. Got a lot, lot of stuff. I got a whole page full of notes here. And uh, hopefully, the as I'm sure the listeners got a lot out of this as well. And I uh, know maybe we'll have you on again down the line. Well, to, uh, course, I'd love to re, uh, reciprocate and, uh, and, and get your message uh, 
coming down into the uh, into the south a little bit more. Um, okay. I, I tell uh, uh, people say to me, are, "Are you from the south?" I say, "Yes, but it's a different one." So, <laughs> uh, so my network extends into you know a, a few different countries, you know, and, uh, and a few hemispheres. You know, I can't say there's thousands of people out there, but there may be dozens. You know, yeah. and that's where it starts. Exactly. Yeah. It only takes one person to change everything. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's it. Hey, well, you have a, a, a fantastic rest of your weekend. I thank you, you so much for the opportunity to uh, uh, to reach out and speak with you. Uh, I'll I'll be telling people about what you're doing, and it, it's you know you were you were the light. You were showing people the way, and you know it's it's fun. This stuff. Yes, it is. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's better than the corporate grind. Having your own grind is better than the corporate grind. So true. And more rewarding. All right. Well, it was all my pleasure. Thank you very much. Likewise. Hey. All right. Take care. Keep up. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thank you to Malcolm for joining us. Episode 36. We're wrapping up. So first thing I want to make clear, like we're not trying to tell people to quit your corporate jobs and fo follow your dreams. As I said earlier, there's leaders, there's doers, thinkers, feelers. So if you're in a position that's fulfilling and you can pay your bills, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. But we're looking for that person that wants more, that knows they can do more and they want to have an impact. They want to help people. They want to change people's lives. That's the person that we're looking for. And so if that's you, reach out said malcolm put up a an amazing offer it's still up on on the, the screen here reach out reach out to me reach out to someone in your immediate network reach out to someone that's doing what you want to do make it happen you got one life this is yours to control you decide the direction of it no outside force can stop you nothing not one thing unless you let it okay so signing off now Wishing you all the success in the world. And just remember, shut up, grind, reach your goals. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years' experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore b underscore foster. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.